What's up, everybody? It's your old friend, John Middlecoff. I'm here to tell you about our friends at Game Time. Here's what I need you to do. Go to your smartphone, download a little app called Game Time. Baseball season's in full swing. Oracle Park. Been there a million times. Never doesn't live up to the hype. Go get yourself some garlic fries, a brewski, maybe uh, some ice cream. They have very good Ghirardelli ice cream there. And when you do that, promo code HAM. So download the Game Time app. Your first pair of tickets, promo code HAM, H-A-M, save $20. The A's, only going to be in the Bay Area for the rest of this season. You probably can basically go for free. Just buy a pair of tickets to any baseball game. They also have comedy shows if you want to check one of those out, or concerts. Game Time app, promo code HAM, save yourself $20. We don't even need to thank you. Just hammer that promo code. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Middle ka Heavy hey! Now batting for the second weekend in a row. Live sports! Thank you, Jesus. <laughs> this would be a, uh, a great weekend, John. We got golf on. This is going to be a rapid-fire podcast. We got golf on Sunday, just like last weekend, 11 a.m., same thing Pacific. be a good weekend to maybe get the Kinders, maybe Evergood Sausages, maybe Evergood Sausage in the morning, Kinders at the turn, uh... Just some love for some local uh, local friends. Yeah, I mean, I, I would uh, tweet out the video "Hallelujah" that I tweeted out like six months ago, and that famous uh, that band that has like seven. Oh yeah, million. the cover of the Jeff Buckley. Yes. Yeah, but here's the problem: they got flagged on Twitter and got removed. What? Uh, yeah, they, I guess they're they're all over it. When you, you mean got, you, wait? You mean YouTube? Twitter, Twitter, Twitter was all over it. A video wait, wait. that I copy and pasted from YouTube to put on Twitter of "Hallelujah." You just took the YouTube video, yeah. Put it on no, Twitter. No, no. I, I I ripped it just to just the like ten second hallelujah part, quoting something. What? It was fun. Yeah, they. I'm telling you, guy. Times are changing. But under copyright what? infringements. But they, but they're singing a song that's not even theirs. Yeah. Well, they they Did you own get in the trouble for the Buckley video? song or for yeah. the acapella it, group? It's a crazy world. I think the acapella group wasn't happy. They, they're trying to get those views, guy. But they, they, song, they, they like, didn't write the song's not theirs. <laughs> they like getting credit. And uh, when I first saw, like my, I tried to open my Twitter account, and it was reminiscent of the time that I got suspended for 12 hours. I'm like, what did I do? When was and this? I just saw. Was this recent? You just had to remove it. I, this was on a tweet that I, I don't even know. No, I no, but probably. this just happened to you? Yeah, probably over the last week. But the tweet, the tweet was like, I remember that m- several months old. Yeah. Old. Old, old. I mean, it might have been during a playoff game or something funny. It, wow. it was just, yeah. So just, you just get yourself some Kinders, eat some food, 
They've been in business since the, the mid-40s. Oh, in, the mid-40s? In the, the 1940s? 1940s, guy. Back when uh, Babe Ruth was alive. It's before Jordan. Yeah, I, mean, I think Ted Williams was flying in the Korean War, taking people down. Just a lot of stuff was going on. No big deal. Kinder started. Visionaries. 2020, still around. Chicken sandwiches, steak sandwiches, tri-tip sandwiches. Their ribs, you name it, they got it. Check it out. Also, our friends at Evergood Sausage, they've been around for over 90 years. So, like, when Babe was playing, uh, before, like, Namath was even getting calls about going to Alabama. Well before that. I mean, that's actually, that was way before that. And, uh, yeah, I mean, check out our friends at Evergood Sausage. Find them everywhere. All right. Babe was probably into them. <laughs> Babe would have loved a good Evergood Sausage guy. He would, not have been, he would not have been a chicken apple sausage guy. No, he just would have been the Lynx. 12, 12 links. What do you think Babe's calorie intake? I, I wonder what the, they, their food was probably a little The plates were smaller. Then. I bet the portions were smaller. Yeah, pro- it was. Do you think it was that much smaller though? I mean, a plate's a plate. I bet plates of, I think plates at like your average home, the plate that you eat dinner on is probably a lot bigger than it used to be, is my guess. Do you feel it's, do you feel it's gotten bigger in our life though? Yes. Because when I go like look at the plate's, when I uh, see yeah, like what my right. parents had, like what I had growing up versus like what I have now in my cabinet, I think they're yeah, a lot bigger. Right. I, yeah, they're definitely probably, di- you know, like diameter, maybe add an inch, right? And that adds at, a lot of Yeah, I would think at area. least, yeah. Because you see a plate guy and, he, and you're an eater. I'm not saying you, but just no, any I'm, human that right. is an eater. You're an eater too. You're like, well, I can't leave a bunch of white, right? You got to fill the plate. You got to fill the plate. And, and then, then you got to clean the plate. Like, and then they're like, you know, I got to go back for seconds. <laughs> Can't be rude to the chef. No, you got to eat. That's why I've never liked the Foofy restaurants. They're really expensive. That bring you out, and, and then you realize that is the actual portion you're supposed to eat. It's like, oh, there's eight courses. Well, just give me the one thing I really like. Let me eat that. I know. Give me Where's a lot. Where's my lasagna? Give me a lot. It's got a square foot of lasagna. That uh, sounds good right now, actually. Yeah. Anyway, so thanks to Kinder's and... Uh, uh, ever good for just you know existing that's beyond that they're not paying so, us any money we just like them yeah support local you see uh, ocho cinco i think gave a guy like a thousand dollar tip yeah i uh, i well it was I mean, a hundred dollar tip i saw the headline yeah me too just I a big tip i don't even i didn't cl- <laughs> I, I saw i saw joe douglas the jets gm had been like tipping you know a hundred dollars on every pickup order mm. kind of the opposite remember drew Brees. now it was pre-pandemic times have changed you know, yeah, I'll admit, like I was, th- we've talked about this. What you tip on a pickup is not the same as what you tip when you sit and eat. But I, but that changes in that changes in these cir- circumstances. I, I'm hitting them with twenty percent on a pickup. So like a forty dollar order, you're giving like five bucks. Yeah. Or no, what's ten percent would be four eight. Yeah. Nice of you. Well, I mean, go twenty five thirty. You know. I'm a big believer. I'm I honestly get Uber not eating out as much, but so I'm probably saving money on the deal. So you guys go to the store a lot? Well, I'm, we're probably not like once or twice a week getting something yeah. pick up once or twice a week. So maybe it's. I, I, I do a lot of Uber Eats during this time, and I, uh, I I try to give the guy like five bucks cash. That's good. You know, I guess. Yeah, it's not contactless, but I love my favorite commercials right now. Not my favorite, but. The is it Pizza Hut or Domino's that's doing the contactless delivery where they like put something on your porch, they put the pizza on the porch, they then step back from the pizza, wait for you to pick it up, 
you like take the thing out of the heat pad, then they come back and retrieve their goods. Like, What's funny is I, I played this skins golf game. No cash could exchange hands. Everything was Venmo. Yet I roll up to the club with my brother. Yeah. And it's like, we're brothers, right? Because you're not allowed to be only a guy. And they're like, well, you're 30. You guys are both over 30. It's not like you fucking live together. You know? Like you guys have said, we're like, we're brothers. And we just. You're we saying just they were mad at you guys off. for not being separated. Well, they didn't say anything, but we definitely broke the rules. Yeah. It's like, we're brothers. Yeah. You guys aren't 12 and 10, you know? <laughs> so, uh, did Elmas, was this an organized skins game? Yeah. Nice. Well, they, they organize the skins game every Wednesday night. You know, every year during the summer. Gotcha. You know, gotcha. During, and normally, you know, 20 to 40 guys play. Everyone gets in 20 bucks. But it just become like you can't touch anybody. Everyone's going to ride separately. Uh, all the ball washers. And I think it's like this on every course, at least where the states are closed. Even though we're phasing in. You see Napa's in phase two now? Is, uh, uh, we're, we're in phase two. You can now, like, there's stores that are not not essentials, but, like, you can pick up, you know. Curbside. Yeah. Yeah, I like curbside. So, uh, what about bunkers? Did you have to rank a bunker? That, that to me, is the greatest Isn't part a, of the pandemic oh. for golf. No rakes. So, you don't even feel, you just fucking walk out. And, you know, if you're in a guy's shoe print or whatever, now, it wasn't that serious. It's not like I asked for permission, but right. you just, you obviously can move the ball. Yeah. And what about were the cups filled or were they, were they full, empty They cups? have, like, this jimmy-rigged kind of duct tape of this kind of circular, you know, almost like a cup holder mm-hmm. that is right flush with where the hole would start. So you just knock it in. And technically, anything within three feet, they're supposed to just give it to you. So you don't have to pull the pin. See, I, I'm a big fan of, like, when we, we play, I probably pull the pin sometimes. But if the rule is just you can never pull the pin, that'd be fine with me. What's well, Bryson DeChambeau's, I know. he's having a wet dream over But I'm not doing it over rules. the math. I'm doing it over the pick it up and put it down and pick it up and hold the flag and can you get that and all that shit. Yeah. Because we're looking at playing at Harding Park, John, two at a time. Is that no the rule? Do you talk to them? Yep, that's the rule. The, the, so you're me. saying they can't, no foursomes? No foursomes. I call the, wow. and the guy's like, I'm like, hey, man, just checking. Is it only two at a time? He's like, yeah, it's going to be that way until July. And I'm like, not a problem. I, I, I mean, if, you, if you're listening to this and you live in the Bay Area, which obviously a lot of you do, they got, I mean, that's a pretty, how often do you have the opportunity a couple months before, now granted it got pushed back, they were probably prepared for the fucking major. I mean, the course, I, did yeah. you see what Harding Park tweeted out? It looks pretty sweet yes. and really hard. Like, I, I'll never get this opportunity, probably, unless I become start knowing some super famous people. Well, I'll make the reservation as soon as we're done with this podcast then. Yeah, they call I it a tea wait. time in golf. No, no, uh, no carts? No driving carts. You can get a push cart. Gotcha. Which I plan on. It, it's not that. It was actually a pretty flat course. Um, not like the pebble hole six. Remember when everyone walks up that hill? You're like, oh my God. Hike. Blown out quads. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So this is actually going to be a rapid fire podcast. And uh, to hold ourselves to rapid fire, we're actually going to have a timer on the YouTube version. What you're listening to is the podcast, obviously. There's a YouTube version. We do a lot of stuff on YouTube. Most of you have heard about it by now. We've been pushing it down your throat for. Uh, all of quarantine. But well, Kinlaw good, video blowing up, no big deal. Yeah, that Kinlaw video about the Drake Greenlaw comments. We also just did a video on whether or not Marcus Mariota will start again. People not as fired up about Mariota as they are Javon Kinlaw. You know one video we could do? 
is uh, is coach of the year odds. I've seen a lot of people talking about it on different podcasts. Do you know that Zach Taylor of the Bengals has better odds to win coach of the year than John Gruden? I would imagine John Gruden makes triple what Zach Taylor makes. It's kind of crazy. I think it's crazy. I also think it's wrong. There's no way rookie quarterback, Bengal, they're going to be awful. No. no. Actually, Gruden at 30-1, to 1, you could argue, you know, if they were to win 11, 12 games, he would get Hell, if credit. they win 10 games, people just would be begging for John Gruden to win an award. Well, guy, he won 11 games his first two years. See, this Pro Raider podcast. If you went from 10 games and you've won 11 games your first two years oh, and you <laughs> make the playoffs. Combined number, yeah. Yeah, combined, total. Yeah, total. <laughs> All right, should we uh, begin the YouTube? Yeah, and this fire podcast? it up. Yeah, right. let's, let's rock and roll. All right. Uh, so here we go. Rapid Fire Podcast and um, a countdown timer, five minutes a topic. We're going to start with The Last Dance. People have been talking about The Last Dance nonstop. I did not anticipate, John, that after The Last Dance ended, there would just be nothing but arguing about The Last Dance. Was it good enough? Was it right? Was it wrong? Did you like it? Like, I don't give a shit, but... For people who are in the thing, different story, like Scottie Pippen, who is reportedly livid, John, livid with his portrayal in The Last Dance. Should Scottie Pippen be livid? Well, did you see Mike Greenberg, who was a radio host back in the day in Chicago and covered this team, obviously now Mike and Mike, you know, get up. He thought, he had a tweet that felt that the documentary disrespected Scottie Pippen. And I I don't know, guy, I'm going to call bullshit. I watched the documentary, like millions of other people, and thought, you refused to go into a game. That was not some overhyped deal. Bill fucking Cartwright, who was on your team, then became a coach and clearly was one of those guys that was just high level of respect in that little circle, cried. He cried. Remember Steve Kerr said he started crying? Yeah. Saying you let down the team. Then, and listen, I'm not trying to go tough guy. I just talk for a fucking living. Did he have that migraine? You know, he got a migraine. And I've never had probably a super intense migraine. We've all had headaches. Some people have had migraines. I know, I know they really hurt. Terrell Davis had a migraine and won Super Bowl MVP. Like, part of when a legend grows is when crazy shit happens. Do you dislocate your shoulder and you run for 150 yards like Emmett Smith in the NFC Championship? So, like, yeah, nitpicks him a little bit. But to me, at the end... Throughout the Michael run, Michael always talked about Scotty. The clips of Scotty just demoralizing people, dunking on guys, putting his nuts on guys' heads, locking up everyone on defense. And then at the end, he has this crazy back injury, and somehow he plays 25 minutes in game six, and they win the fucking six ring. I, I, I actually thought it was fair slash like, kind of validate Scotty's the greatest second banana in second banana history. So he was a second banana. uh, Yeah, look, I don't think, I think the stuff with Kukoc is probably the stuff he's least mad about. Like that thing has been hashed over and over and over and over again. I, I, you know, from what apparently he said to other people, Michael calling him selfish, like early. And remember, I think the stuff with Scotty being mad about this came out before we even got to the end where he plays in the finals with his back. It feels to me like, Michael calling him selfish is one thing he's pissed about. And then... But guy, he refused not, to get the surgery in the yeah, summer. I get, it. I get it. But it's not like Michael wasn't selfish too. But I'm just saying, like, I think it's that. And I think he probably feels like all the stuff that happens legit. But if you just pulled out and said, what are the focal points of Scotty? You'd go, the coach thing, the migraine thing, uh, the back, the surgery thing where he gets called selfish. 
And then finally we get to the back and he plays through it in the end. I think it's not so much the lows. It almost feels like he feels like maybe the, the people that defend Scotty, like there's not enough highs of Scotty. Like maybe this thing doesn't quite show just how great he was. And that's there's probably some fairness there. Like I, I but I will I, like I said, I don't think the Kukoc thing, there's no other way to handle that thing other than the way they handled it. Here's the other thing about this doc is like and you see it, Scotty's wearing the same shirt the whole time. Phil, it's only one interview. Michael is the only one that gets to respond to things that people say. You know, and like, I, I wonder if they came to Scotty and said, Scotty, this is what Mike said about this. This is what Mike said about that. Here's interview two with Scotty. And then he got to say how he felt. Um, I wonder if he'd feel if just having that opportunity would make him feel differently. I think it's probably hard when you get one shot at it and then Michael gets to have the final say on everything. That's what well, it was his documentary. It was the Michael. It was I know it was called The Last Dance, but it was yeah. the, the narrative was this was Mike's documentary. And I'd right. say, listen. For, it was quote unquote Mike's documentary. It actually used a lot of the other people. It, it made Kerr look good. I thought Phil looked really good. To me, what Scotty like, part, Scotty, you refuse to go in a game, and you're an all time great player. Like that is a yeah. But again, I don't think my guess is that's not the part he's mad about. What were you mad about? They didn't show enough of his highlights. Maybe they didn't make him look as good as he was, and maybe the thing Michael calling him selfish. But it's like he, he gets credit for locking down Magic in the first championship. He's on the dream team, and clearly he's like one of the dudes on the dream team, right? He's like, I got Tony. Then as they come back, when Michael comes back, they're kicking the shit out yeah, of everyone and Scotty's dominating. Well, I thought I it mean, made Scotty look just like Scotty Pippen. But what they're showing us is the stuff that we saw superficially, like on the surface as people who just watched on TV. I, I can't dismiss the fact that the people that covered him, like Jackie McMullen and Greenberg, like these people are saying this thing yeah. wasn't fair to Scotty. Like I do, that something doesn't quite add up because you're right. If I didn't hear anybody else's opinion, I wouldn't have thought Scotty got shafted in this documentary. If I just watched it and you and I talked about it, I, Horace got it the worst. I mean, he was called <laughs> the rat, the and now no, he wants to Jerry fight. Jerry Krause Michael. got it the like yeah, that Jerry bothered that. me. Jer the fact that there's not one person who's just biased on Jerry's side. I don't mean someone to say something like, "Oh, Jerry, just give me Jerry's kit." Somebody was like, "This is horseshit." Who just not has nothing but bias, and they're biased, and we know they're biased, but they could just say, "What the." Man, I, I'm this is a rapid fire podcast, so I'm, I, I'm we're already over time. I'm gonna end my last part, my okay. last thought on this. Daryl Morey tweeted out something basically calling Kraus a failure because his best player hated him. It's like, Daryl, the motherfucker built multiple championship teams. Shut the fuck up. Cartwright you, said, You wish you could be Jerry Kraus, Daryl Morey. Somebody asked Cartwright, Would they have won with, with Doug Collins? and he said, No, and the reason Doug got fired is because. Kraus hired Tex Winter. Doug would not implement what Tex Winter said, and they that's so they went to Phil. But it was Kraus that hired Tex Winter. So that's that's weak. And then and then hired Phil, right? Yeah, hired Tex. Then when he hired Doug, he also hired Phil. Yeah. All right, next up, John. Um Tom Brady documentary. ESPN announces there's gonna be a Brady doc. Nine parts next year. You into it? What do you think the most important part of having a sweet, you know, six plus, let's say, episode doc? Because I'd say most docs, I mean, a long doc is like two hours. Now, part of having it on network television is, and you know this, like, you have a three-hour radio show. You're actually not talking for three hours. Mm. I mean, every 15 minutes, there are five minutes of ads. 
if your station actually is making any money, and some stations have a longer set of ads, where in the podcast, you actually just have four, maybe, I mean, on the high end, five ads. Some pods, probably two to three. Depends on the time of year. But each ad's 60 seconds, right? Like, even if you listen to the biggest fucking Bill Simmons or Brogan, they do a couple pot. They do like two minutes of ads. Well, I actually listened to Rogan yesterday, and the first ten minutes were ads. <laughs> ten, but that's how that, that that's how he does it, though. Yeah, you know, he opens up his podcast. I think Tim Ferriss back on track, and, John. Yeah, some of those guys do it, so you can manipulate it. So part of it is like it's nine episodes. It's actually probably forty-five minute episodes or whatever. Right. I, I just guy. I we have lived like we lived, Michael. But the media and the coverage now is so much different. I feel like Tom Brady, no matter where you live in America, if you're a sports fan, that means you probably listen to sports content or watch sports content. Whether you're in Boston or whether you're in L.A., he's kind of interwoven in everything, definitely for the last, like, seven, eight years, right? I I feel like there's not that... Now, I'm not anti the doc. Couldn't you do some other people that would be... Like, would Pete Rose be a better doc? Or just something that's, like, kind of removed that would be crazy? I I don't know. Yeah, I, I mean... Here's what What's he, he does tell me have. That I don't, Brady Six. I've seen Belichick. I fucking know everything about know. these guys. Here's what he does have, though, is multiple championships. So if you're going to do like the Last Dance did, game footage and stuff, you've got all these runs. It's not one title. It's not two titles. It's not like you've got Super Bowl losses. You've got Giselle. You've got kids. You've got, and then you have multiple major controversies, right? And then you got Bill, and you got Aaron Hernandez committed him, like. If they want to include everything, yeah, there's a lot of there's a lot of shit. There is, but but do you, but do you feel like it's going to be like? Are we getting? You that? know, Her- Hernandez walked in. It's like I swear to God, I saw a little blood on his shirt. But yeah. I didn't say anything. It's like, yeah, right. Or or are we going to get two episodes that are like TB12? Welcome to the future. <laughs> to, yeah, to me, it's like, you know, I n- could never say this when I played for the Patriots, but in 05 and 06, we used to get these crazy printouts. That I have no clue how he knew it, but he knew every call on the other team. And then when we got popped by Mangini, I realized, yeah, we were filming all their shit, right? You're not, no chance, none. Where at least with Michael, now granted, Krause was dead. He was drinking. It was so far removed where all those guys, even Phil, Steve, could kind of say whatever they wanted. I mean, literally, you could just felt like, you know what? They're just kind of letting it rip. Now, right. Mike, they might be lying or whatever. But their version in their head is what they're giving you? Because immediately Horace is like, that's a lie. Michael Michael believes, like, I don't think Michael's making that up, right? He believes to his core Horace Grant was the was the leak. Like yes. would Tom would Tom be like, you know what? I thought Bill fucked me on Deflategate. I told him I didn't do it. He kind of threw me under the bus. Like, I just don't think we're getting that. Now, right. if we were, that would be uh, you and or, I or and even, everyone else would be pretty into it. Yeah, or even if we just get some like, hey, yes, there are parts of our relationship that weren't smooth. He, I'm going to talk about those things. And Bill, and we'll have Bill's perspective on those things. I, I'd say, too, there are going to be guys in this documentary. Let's say whenever the pandemic ends, you're going to want to talk to, like, Edelman, McCourty. Uh, just some, I mean, guys are still on the team. Like, you think Edelman's going to just give you raw and real while he's still on the Patriots? He can't. Or even Kraft or just some of these guys. I to me, it would be too much. Like, I didn't feel like Michael, even though it was his narrative, was just some huge BJ fest. With, like, it was, I mean, it was in his mind, but it was still kind of like, whoa, whoa. I don't know if we'd get that many whoa, whoa's with Tom. 
I, I wish. I mean, we still can't. I'm sure we will get. I, I would put a Kobe one above this. And me too. Number one for me might be Tiger. If it's like, if we're just talking like Tiger, he does won't. Th- he won't. Well, he wouldn't give you anything though, would he? Yeah, I. I think there'd be some of the stuff you're talking about that you get from Jordan, you would get from Tiger, right? Like the Tiger took some of Jordan and made it himself. Like I, like we always talk about Kobe copying Mike. I think Tiger clearly, intentional or not, I bet a lot of it was intentional. Like Michael, intimidator, like hard worker, all this stuff. I'm the greatest. I think there was a lot of that in Tiger and not by accident. And, you know, now he had his lows were low. I mean, Michael's dad got killed, but I'd probably Michael's put, I'd dad put got Tiger killed, number but one. It, but it was easy, whether you believe it or not, that it he you know it wasn't like part of Tiger's would be like you got caught cheating on your wife, like yeah. Michael got caught cheating on his wife too. You notice that didn't come up, like Michael's been divorced, didn't that did not come up? Like you can't tell the Tiger, you could tell the Michael Jordan story. I guess there was a segment on Twitter who was bitching and moaning his wife wasn't interviewed. It's like, yeah, we don't really need his to hear His ex-wife or like, his current wife? His ex-wife. Well, his kids were you know? barely... His kids... I, a lot of people... It was funny. People were like, we got his kids to talk about the jazz fans were mean? And that was it? Basically. Yeah. I, I, but you could do it actually kind of easily without it, and I don't think... It would be well, really again, hard to do I, I think when you Tiger remember, This is not Mike... Like, even though it felt like this is the Michael Jordan doc, this documentary is about the last year that this team was together. So, like, we don't... What do Michael's kids have to do with that? Yeah. But you agree, Tiger, like, you ain't getting Elon. Like, he, he would not agree no, if, like, Elon's But I'm just camera. saying, like, if you told me I could get that version of somebody else, it would be Tiger. I agree, but don't you think Tiger would have some serious restrictions on who you could talk to? Yeah. Now, you, I, you could argue, saying, if, you could argue it might be talked, worth it. Like, Michael talked, that'd be worth it. That's okay. You don't need to talk. Well, I don't need to talk to Elon. That's fine. I agree. Uh, Josh Rosen, John, apparently on the move or – Trade bait or people are talking about I mean, of course he's gonna be on his third team in three years, but man, I mean Is there still hope? I loved him coming out. His physical tools were awesome. And looking back, I, I would not have loved him as much coming out three years removed, just given the way I look at the game. Just because I think that the mobility of these was coming out this year. Yeah, because really he was more of your prototypical in the history of football, what the guys, what you looked for, right? Like if he hit, if he became a really good player, his style would have been an Eli, a Flacco, right? Uh, A Rivers, like he couldn't move, bad athlete, uh, just a pocket quarterback with a big arm. I, I just, I don't really like the... Listen, I'm not against pocket quarterbacks playing well in the pocket, but I'm not really for stiffs anymore. And I think the league's kind of showing that the day and age is of I, – I, even like a Jared Goff, like the guys that can't truly move are kind of dying just because – of. and we've talked about this at, over and over, the guys that are coming into the league. Even like a pocket – like Josh – or uh, Justin Herbert – is a mobile guy. Next year, Trevor Lawrence can move. Josh Allen, Carson Wentz, these guys fucking Jimmy Garoppolo. Again, I'm not talking Lamar Jackson. I'm just not. The Josh Rosen, those type players, I I wonder if a lot of people are going to like guys like him anymore just around the league. Now, if you can get them for really cheap, but you told me before we hit record, I think sometimes we forget. You're like, you know, he's getting screwed. 
He did get drafted 10, and he keeps getting traded. That means he keeps getting paid his contract, which is really good. $17 million, you said? Yeah. Guaranteed? I mean, 17-6. And that's without a fifth-year option getting picked up, which, of course, it won't, right? Correct. Well, I guess you can never say never. He's it's, going into his third it's year. It's unlikely. You, you but, never, unlikely. Yeah, I mean, look, the report was they're getting calls. He's going to be on another team. The report also was they're not in a rush to trade him. He's going to get another shot. I, I I think you're right. He wouldn't be the 10th overall pick, but he would be a player that people were intrigued by, right? Would they keep three quarterbacks? I guess they could, but... Given the Tua might be on an injured reserve or redshirt. Yeah, maybe that's the weight. And if that's the case, it means they like him to some degree. But you wouldn't cut him because being a 10th pick going into his third year, that's just paying him to go away. To, you would trade him, even if it meant trading him for a seventh-round pick. Yeah, right? because some, like you always say, somebody out there had him Somebody out there had him rated. It. Somebody, the Cardinals weren't the only ones that had him rated as a top 10 player in the draft. Or at least but see, that, that's, that's what I'm saying. I, I think it, there, you could convince me 10 people thought he was a top 10-level quarterback. Just think how much information's changed, though, in the two and a half years. Just no the doubt. way the game's kind of no played. No doubt. But, but, but if you knew everything you knew now, would he be undrafted or would he be a fifth rounder? Yeah, no, he'd probably go in the third or fourth, right? He'd still, he wouldn't go in the sixth, right? His career he, he, stats. He was a better player than Jacob Eason, right? Who would you take, yeah. Jacob Eason coming out of college yeah. or Josh Rosen? Yeah. I mean, look, Where'd, it's easy to forget this. Where'd Eason it, go, fourth? Fourth or fifth. Yeah. He went third day, right? Yeah, I think he. I think it was fourth. The 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 Colts. Um, it's easy to forget. It feels like a lifetime ago. That the guy started thirteen games. Like that's the one thing you would say. It's not like there's no body of work in the NFL. Thirteen games, fifty-five percent completion, eleven touchdowns, fourteen picks. I mean, he did get sacked forty-five times. He got sacked sixteen times. In six games and three starts last year. Think about that. 16 sacks in so you're three saying, starts. You're saying in his two seasons of playing in the NFL, he's been sacked 60 times? 61, you said 44? Yeah. 45 and 16. Oh, my God. You think that's – we'd have to look up like David Carr, but that feels like it's got to be near the top, right? That's an incredible stretch of 15 games, 61 sacks. What's the average there? Like th- I'm not a math major, three a game? That's insane. So Carr was sacked 76 times his rookie year. In 16 starts? Yeah. But he's played 15 games, guy, 61. That's not that far off. I mean, that's a fucking enormous amount. Now, the question 15. is, is it because of what you're talking about? That's got to be part of it. Now, also, Well, the, Car- the Cardinals teams. O-line was atrocious two years no ago. Atrocious. But part of it is he he can't move. So he, you you can't afford to put him behind a bad line. Like, you'd say, well... I watched Kyler Murray. The offensive line was also bad, and actually, he looked pretty good. <laughs> you know, yeah. I I hope this next shot is same place, two years. Just get some time. I'm still holding. What about out hope. what about transitioning to tennis and just trying to be the next American tennis star? Make a comeback for tennis. I mean, still. I mean, usually, how old is he now? He was Probably in college 24. for a while. It's old for a tennis didn't player. He, but didn't he get tennis elbow? Wasn't what, that one of the problems? Twenty three years old. Sold for a tennis player. That is. Um, all right. I was watching, under the Warriors, John, I was watching this um, thing that uh, the Arizona Wildcats put out on their uh, YouTube channel, like Arizona Athletics. And it was 
Sean Miller, the current coach, Steve Kerr, the Warriors coach, obviously, and Matt Muehlbach, who's a former Wildcat, and I work with him uh, quite a bit calling games at Pac-12 Network, and he's super tight with Steve. Like, they're really good friends. And one thing Kerr said, because he was asking, like, what are you guys doing? And one thing Kerr says, A, I'm, I've got a ton of time to do draft prep, which I never really have. I never have time to do. Um, and it's not just watching film. It's also, like, Zoom meetings with prospects. And we've heard some of that. The other part that I thought was interesting was he said, the other thing we never have time to do is just really take a step back and kind of self-evaluate our basketball team. And so we've been spending a lot of time just figuring out how do we want to change and evolve next year on offense and defense, not in terms of personnel necessarily, but what are the things that we haven't done that we need to do? What's changing in the league? And um, I think there's going to be a lot of people that come out of quarantine going, God, I wish I hadn't just watched everything on Netflix and had been productive, learned a language, read some books, something like that. That's kind of the approach the Warriors are taking because unlike a lot of teams that you think will compete next year, they've got a high draft pick and they're not really getting ready for the postseason. They don't have to be on hold in case there is a postseason. Maybe everybody's doing this to some degree, but um, I think the fact that we've had this scenario, the fact that the Warriors didn't become like, you know, an eight seed with healthy Steph, this is working out potentially as well as it could for them. Yo tengo como te llamas. No, I didn't learn a language, but uh, I don't Juan? even know if that makes sense. Juan Middlecoff? <laughs> uh, I, they are in a unique position, guy, that Jerry Krause, who, listen, it, people can shit on him all he wants, all they want, and he clearly probably had some, you know, self-confidence issues or insecurities or whatever. He built multiple teams, right? They transitioned from the early 90s, got rid of guys, and then restocked with the right guys. He even told the story about his assistant GM that went into Jerry Wright about Dennis Rodman. He's like, I'm telling you, we can get this guy for fucking nothing. And Jerry's first response was no. Well, he's not there to defend himself. Ultimately, that no turned into a yes. Like, the Warriors have a $17 million trade exception. And as of right now, it's kind of looking like this. You see the bubble. They might come back and play to get to 70 games. I think the Warriors were three games is the worst record. I would imagine there's a decent chance, like, does Steph even go to Disney World? Like, I can't. No. The, the, Looney just got uh, – do you see he got surgery yesterday? Yes. Do you see that? Like, they, they are going to send – they're like, who's on the Warriors now? And it'll be fucking Haberman, Middlecoff, Lakeub, and, like, Kerr's kid will be out it'll there. It'll just be – it'll it'll look like if, if there was a strike and it was just scabs. Yeah, it's going to be bad. I mean, depending on how the, the tennis balls, you know, the lottery balls fall, if you get the number one overall pick – they are not going to be dependent on that guy to start. If you just get a role player, it's like, guys can't contribute right away. Well, yeah, because most guys are asked to play like 30 minutes on really shitty teams. Imagine if you get a Wiseman and you're like, bro, we need you to give us 12 minutes in big games. Some eight. And then when we're playing shitty teams, we'll let you make mistakes and you just get to get time. No one's even really judging you. They have. They could come out of this. Bob Myers, when, like you said, there are two. There are two Americas right now. Those that don't want this to end because they're scared they haven't done dick, right? And then there are the people that have been this time sucked. But I've been hustling. I've been working angles. I've been adding things to whatever my job is. If I'm fired, maybe I started a little side hustle. Whatever. Like they're going to come out guns blazing. Saw a story today. LeBron James has been doing workouts. Like LeBron James is going to try to win a ring. Then there are going to be some guys when the playoffs start. Be like, you know, just 
Played a little too much Call of Duty. It's like, well, I didn't think we'd have a season. You. Hoping. Yeah, so it's like Bob Myers and you know Lakeup. He ain't just twiddling his thumbs, scratching his balls for the last two months. Like he's been on Bob. They've been probably watching these guys, talking about these guys. Think how much information gathering you can do with just like you have no excuse. You're like, well, I'm just stuck at my desk. You could call every single human that's ever come in contact with Wiseman. Like, and I'm not saying that's going to di- dictate or whoever. Yeah. Whether you're gonna I, get I do the think though, one, right if I can nitpick one thing, if I think if if whoever they draft is playing 12 or eight minutes, it'll feel like they didn't draft the right. I think they'll need a little more than that. Okay, 15, but he's going to be a backup. Yeah. Right? But I... I Because I, you're, you're not getting like Shaq or Antonio Davis in this... Anthony Davis in this draft. Right? Year right. one. Right, right. But But I do think there's a place in between. Like, you don't have to be that guy to give me like 22 good minutes, right? Potentially. Yeah. Because if that not, happens, it'll feel like a home run. If he can just give you 20 minutes and average like eight points and eight rebounds, if you're Wiseman or something, and just well, like do some sweet yeah. alley-ooops. Yeah. Eight, you got, whoever they draft for, number forget one, about the you minutes. Are not, if you're, you're not going to play much. Yeah, forget about think. the minutes. If you're getting eight and, uh, eight and four, I would say you probably feel pretty good on this team. Maybe five. Maybe you need a few more rebounds than points, but. Well, the, it, it, if it's the center, to me, you'd probably need like seven or eight. Yeah. Uh, last thing, we've got live sports again this weekend. The match, Tiger and Peyton, Phil and Tom. Medalist, where's Medalist Golf Club? Uh, probably somewhere sweet. I, I think it's in Florida. The front nine is four ball. The back nine is m- modified <laughs> alternate shot which means they're all going to hit. I learned about it today. They're all going to hit their tee shots on the back nine, and then they will pick the best. Each pair will pick the best ball, and then they'll play alternate shot from there, which I like. And the front nine is everyone just plays their own ball. It's match play. Whoever wins the hole, that player's team wins the thing. And Tom and Peyton are getting three strokes on the front nine when it's four ball. It is in Florida because when they did like their initial promo slash introduction with Ernie, that's when Peyton told Tom we had to do it in Florida because he got a, he couldn't leave the state because of his breaking and entering. <laughs> Remember? That was like his jab. Uh, I, the time, I, me and Jeff, my brother, at Thanksgiving two years ago, bought this thing for $99, and then later it turned out. It, I watched it for free it. because it had a yeah. the bleacher fail or whatever. It, th- there was just, it's two guys, and I think you even realize it when you watch the match the other weekend with the four of them. Part of a golf tournament, you always have action going on. When you only have one group, yeah. there's just a lot of like walking up the tee. I think adding Peyton and Tom, who are just kind of shit talkers, guys, guys, can loosen probably Tiger up more than Phil. Like, Phil's naturally going to be a little over the top cheesy. I think Tiger has kind of become that guy. Justin Thomas, who is tight with Tiger and Phil, who I you know, I know Tom Instagrams at him. They they obviously like him. I'm, I don't know if Peyton knows him or not, but they'll fucking hit it off too. Him out there, kind of jabbing everyone. I, I actually think it can be kind of funny. And I know Tom says he's an eight. I think Peyton says he's around there. If you're an eight and you're in that situation, I don't give a shit if you're two of the most famous athletes of all time in Peyton and Tom. They're going to hit some terrible shots. I mean, Matt Wolf hit some bad shots. Th- those guys could hit a shank or just a duck hook to like hit a tree. 
it's that to me is going to be kind of funny because then yeah. everyone can rib them. Yeah, I to me, yeah, yes to that. Um, I also think I did a deep uh, medium dive. YouTube, there's like you can just find Tom Brady, Peyton Manning golf clips because they've played in a bunch of you know pro celebrity deals, pro ams. Tom won in night in 2006 the Michael Jordan golf celebrity golf classic. Tom's partner was Michael Jordan, so Michael won. <laughs> and and they're like, what is it like playing together? And Tom's Tom's pretty good. Clearly, Michael didn't get Tom on his team by accident. Like they beat like uh, Joe Morgan and I don't even remember who else was in this thing. But was that the clip on eighteen when Tom hits it toward the hole and starts walking as the ball's in the air? He's like, I love it. I saw someone tweeted it the other day. He kind of um, like pimped the shot. I, it might know, not have been I on 18. I did not see that. The, the, the 06 thing, it may be, because I did watch another thing that was just highlights, and Tom hits a ton of good shots. Peyton does too. Like, they both, their iron play is what you see a lot of in the highlight video, and they're just yeah. sticking the ball from wherever they are. Yeah. Uh, some of them, I think it was Peyton, had a bunch of highlights from Pebble. I saw, I saw some of those. He actually played his beautiful draw around the tree. I was like, God, Peyton yeah, got some so, shots. But you're right. That's That's different than, like, in this event, hitting great shot after great shot, because as we know, golf, you know, you'll hit some good shots, but it's the, the bad shots that sneak up and bite you that are probably more common than you'd like, and that's the difference between the greats and, and people that are average. But I think, to me, the fun will be on the back nine, where you've got Phil and Tiger either hit trying to hit some ball out of wherever Peyton and Tom hit it, or the ball being dead center in the fairway thanks to Phil or Tiger, and then Peyton and Tom having some, you know, pressurized uh iron shot coming up i i love watching golf i mean I, I i arguably if you had to pick one event like i might pick like a major unless it was like an nfl playoff game or a college football playoff game like it's my probably my favorite sport to watch i do think like last week is a little niche even though i think someone t- texted me that it was like two million people watched but i mean there's a Probably two million pretty big golf fans. If you're going to go to, I, I watched on Golf Channel. I guess it was was it on NBC too, with Ricky and those guys. Where'd you Where'd you watch it? Uh, I think I watched it. I think I did watch it on NBC. Yeah, because this one's so on maybe, TN, TNT, TBS, True TV, somewhere else. But would Would you agree that that has a little bit more of like a lower level PGA tournament? Not lower level because it's Rory and DJ. Well, but yeah, it's, it's not it NBC. Was, it was golfy. Yeah, it, it was it was golfy. This to me feels a little more commercial, where you just you got Tiger, who's just one of the most famous fucking people ever. And then adding Tom and Peyton with even Phil is a way bigger star than Rory, right? He's just been yeah. in our vernacular. He's really famous. Th- this, to me, could get some pretty big carryover with just a lot of casual sports fan consuming this of just like Tiger and Tom Brady talking or Phil giving Brady shit or Tiger talking shit to Peyton. I get, or I don't, I don't even, what are the teams? The teams are Tiger and Peyton, Phil and Tom. So you could get, t- yeah, to me, the crossover shit talking could be really fun. And this is, as much as it is a golf event, I actually just think it's one of those, used to happen a lot when we were young. It was like, skills challenge, best athletes in America, 1993. And then it'd be yeah. like Griffey, Barry Bonds, and then like Dion would show up. And it would just be one of those that probably got a lot of people to watch because you get a bunch of famous people. That's kind of what this feels like. Which I love golf, but it, it doesn't feel as golfy as like last weekend. Which well, I, I think their viewer could be pretty big. And right? th- this one's this is the one that's been planned for a while now, right? The other one kind of popped up. This one has been promoted for a long time. They've been talking about it for a while. John, it's 
these are four of the biggest sports stars of the last two decades facing, yeah. you know, that are part of this thing. Playing In an environment where plays. they're like kind of loose, right? And mic'd up. Yeah. Yeah. There could be some pretty funny viral especially highlights. Especially if over this, Tiger, right? especially if Peyton and Tom feel like the other two guys are carrying them. Maybe they're a little. The, the one of the um, Peyton's places was Tom and Peyton, and they're playing. Uh, they're just having a par three contest in Jim Nance's backyard, and at the end they decide to try and hit it off of Jim Nance's house, off the roof and back onto the green because Nance has a par three at the back of his house. And I was like, they're not really going to start hitting golf balls at Jim Nance's house, are they? I mean, there's a, there's windows there. But, uh, yeah, they did. They started hitting the ball off of Jim Nance's house. You know what's funny is Peyton Manning, because he's just kind of commercialized and he's so funny and we see him on Saturday Night Live, I think kind of we forget, like, he was the most meticulous of them all, like super tunnel vision, kind of just could get super tight, and that was one of his downfalls, mm. right? I wonder if we're going to see some of him, like, yeah. to me, he'll probably, if I had to go the loose rankings, he's going to be number one. I agree. I've just, I've just... But what if they're super, like, it's coming down the home stretch as he's locked in? Yeah. I don't know. I'm kind of fascinated because he's definitely hole one. He'll feel the loosest. Yes. Right? He'll do Nothing the most talking. Yeah, he'll talk a lot. I, I think Tom will be up there, too. I just wonder if Tom will kind of flip the switch. Will Tom not be able to swear if he, like, duck hooks one out of bounds? I'd say Tom's most likely to drop shit or fuck. Yeah. I don't know. The thing I watched with him and MJ, he was pretty... I wouldn't say he looked loose, but he was also playing with Michael, and it was 06. It was a while ago. He looked really young in that video. He did. Didn't he? Yeah. His pants were almost as baggy as Mike's. I'm looking forward to this. All right, on that note, that's 11 a.m. on Sunday. Can't wait to watch it. Uh, subscribe to our podcast. Go to our YouTube channel. Subscribe to that, too. We appreciate have it. Have a good weekend. Yeah, you know? enjoy golf. Keep on trucking there you go save big on brunch for mom all in the kroger app get 16 ounce packs of flavorful angus 90 lean ground sirloin for 4.99 each with a digital coupon then buy two get two free on 12 packs of delicious coca-cola pepsi or 7-up all with your card shop these deals at your local kroger today or tap the screen now to download the kroger app to save big today kroger fresh for everyone prices and product availability subject to change restrictions apply see site for details